Welcome to There Are Levels to This Chick podcast, a place where we aim to engage, empower, educate, and entertain. Please welcome your host, Sangay Smith, a regular chick with opinions to share. Hey, kinfolk. Welcome to another episode. Today, we are going to talk about insecurities. Not about finding insecurities in others, but finding them within ourselves. I know that I personally have some insecurities that stem from a lot of different things, which I'll touch on later. Today, I want to just really go deep and personal with y'all, give you some insight on experiences that I've had, uh, the dangers that I feel come from insecurities, and 10 ways that I believe we can work to combat an insecure mind. So today I'm going to introduce you to a new segment called Speak On It. I know words, and sometimes I can put them together real nice. Welcome to Speak On It, where you can enjoy the poetic stylings of your hostess. This poem is titled Worthy. I really hope you enjoy it. And more so than anything, I really hope that it resonates with you in some way. Lost in a vortex of uncertainty and insecurities, constantly battered by dejection and devastation, the battle for my soul and my essence seemingly never ending with a continuous maelstrom of uncertainty surrounding my heart. My sword of hope, battered, blood-soaked from a battle, hard-fought. My shield of faith, limp on my arm, worn and cracked from so many hits, meant to inflict pain upon me. Here I am, down on bended knee, weary from yet another battle in a never-ending war. Pain radiates through my pores. The pain of lost and missed opportunities singe my skin. So I push down upon my sword and I rise, ignoring the aches, the still unhealed wounds, as the lashes across my body emanate a new level of agony with the brutality of Khan. My garments, merely rags now. Offer me what little modesty they can, barely shielding me, but enough for me to carry on. Through it all, I realize that I am still standing. I stand for there is breath in my body and fire in my soul. I will continue to cut down the wretched demons of fear and vacillation. I will continue to fight the rates of disquiet and chances lost. I will continue to fight like a berserker, enraged and forever alert, as there is something worthy of the battle yet to come. I am worthy of this fight. I say now and forevermore. I will continue to stand in this moment, though physically broken and mentally bruised. I will continue to push through the hordes of memories assailing me with the pains and failures of the past. I will scale this mountain, this beast before me. Though there is nothing but the unknown, I will carry on until I can see the light once more. For nothing can put asunder what God has not mandated to be so. I will not go gently into this shrewd night. 
I will wield my blade with dexterity and precision, cutting down whatever enemy stands in my way. I will not fall on the battlefield, for no Valhalla awaits me. My peace shall be found within this world, upon this ground, within my own mind. There are far too many days left to live for. I will fight because I am worthy. For in the image of my mother, I was created for greatness beyond worldly comprehension. Yes, I truly believe I am worthy now. I see it. I feel it. I know it. Why, you ask? Because I finally told me so. Welcome to today's segment of Gemini Perspective, where I take the time to break down the topic at hand and give you my unfiltered and mostly unbiased thoughts. Hey, all. Thank you so, so much for allowing me to share my words with you today. I know it was graphic in a way, but that is how I see insecurities. It is a constant battle within yourself to not let those harsh words, others, or even your own mind tear you down. I had a lot of things that I felt insecure about it as I was growing up. And even to this day, my skin color, my hair texture, my size, my education level, all these things at one point I felt uh, a level of inferiority about. And I really wanted to make sure that I touched on that and that I was speaking about this topic from a place of self and not necessarily talking about how to see it in others, but really how to focus in on it within yourselves. So looking at insecurities in general, as I was doing some of my research and and trying to get a good idea about what insecurities are all about, I feel like insecurities amongst uh, women in general has always been a thing, but Black women definitely had a certain level, um, a higher level to a certain degree of insecurities uh, placed upon them throughout their lifetime. One of the biggest pain points in our culture is the idea of light skin versus dark skin, a topic that I'm not going to get into today because it is way bigger than uh, a 10 second sound bite would ever be. And I really want to make sure that I have um, a good audience or rather a good partner to have that discussion with. Um, But going back to the topic of hand with insecurities, I feel like black people were made to turn against each other from the time of slavery to see differences in each other that would make it easier to divide and to keep us from uniting. I remember reading Trevor Noah's book. And one of the things he talked about with apartheid is that how they separated the cultures there was by telling one culture or one quote unquote race of um, one tribe, rather, I apologize. But how they separated the different tribes was by saying, oh, well, that one is violent and they're worse than you and putting them on different levels so that someone in one tribe will be like, well, we're not as bad as them, so let's not get involved in their drama or let's not get involved in their issues. And I think that that's one of the reasons why there was this, this malicious infiltration of this idea Um, amongst African-American women that the lighter may be better um, versus the darker. And also having the fact that in most cases, the lighter was the product of uh, a white man or 
white slave master, um, being with a black woman and then bearing a child. I also feel like black women have been manipulating their bodies to fit a standard of beauty not created for them. The European aesthetic has never been and will never be the ideal for black women. Our bodies in most cases are not built to fit that. Um, some women I know as years went on did certain things such as straightening their hair or doing things along those lines because they initially wanted to fit that aesthetic. Now, I'm not saying straightening your hair now is the same thing. That is in no way what I'm saying. I'm speaking more to um, maybe looking back at the 20s, 30s, and 40s when racism was a lot more prevalent, uh, going into the 50s and 60s, Jim Crow laws, when these women who were not able to just stay home and take care of the family and the house, had to go out and get jobs. They had to present themselves in a certain way, whether that's wearing wigs or changing themselves to fit the idea of what the people around them expected them to be. I think that those ideas and those thoughts are still ingrained in our society in some ways because they were passed down. They were passed down by great-grandmother uh, to grandmother to mom who in some ways passes it down to today's generations of kids who are trying to pull away from it, but it's not as easy when those things are, are so prevalent or so commonly discussed. And insecurities don't just um, come from the way you look, but also failing, rejection, feeling like you're not good enough, feeling like you're not capable, or even having this idea that you have to be perfect in order to match or to meet the level of others when it comes to certain things. Um, I think those are, are really big things that impact insecurities and that drive the insecurities that a lot of women have in current day. Speaking from my own experiences, I could honestly say growing up, I never felt like I was beautiful. I still don't see myself to a certain degree as beautiful. I will give myself cute. <laughs> like I look at myself, I'm like, oh, you cute. Look, you looking real good today. But that took a while for me to even get there. Like I had to start pointing out those things about myself that I really appreciated. Like I know I have a pretty smile and I have a little half dimple and things along those lines that I really um, found to be unique to, not necessarily unique to me, but that were a part of who I was. And growing up too as well, I don't even remember hearing my family be like, oh, Senge is so beautiful or look at her. She's so pretty. She's so cute. I'm like the darkest person within my direct family line amongst my sisters, my cousins. And I was kind of always jealous of that because I saw the praise and um, the accolades that they got for just being themselves. Whereas me, it, was, it wasn't in the same way. So it was really difficult. And as I grew up, I think that really stuck to me and uh, led me to feel a certain way about myself. I remember one time, I was on a date when I, I think I'd only been in Atlanta for maybe a little under a year. And I had met this guy through this app. I can't even remember which one it was. And this was our first date, mind you, a literally first date. And we were sitting, having a good time. We really, I think, only went to get coffee or something so that we could kind of just get to know each other. And he says to me in a way that I feel like he thinks that I should have taken it as a compliment. He was like, you know, I normally don't date dark skinned women. 
And I just looked at him and I was like, why do I, in my head, I'm like, why do I need to know that? Like, should I feel special that you decided to allow me into your space? But in that moment, I really and truly think that he felt like that was a compliment or that I should feel special because he made an exception for me. Like, it was ridiculous. But anyways, that's just the kind of thing that I know that I've, that can feed insecurity and that can feed a woman's idea of who they are and, and make it a little bit more difficult for them to be comfortable with themselves. I also know that my weight is a big issue for me. Like I've dealt with uh, my weight since I was a, not necessarily a young kid. I think I started gaining weight maybe when I was in high school. And after that, it kind of bounced back and forth. I gained, I lost, I gained, I lost. And it's always been a struggle for me. It's something that I have to kind of wrap my head around and get to that point where enough is enough. <laughs> Who knows when that will happen? But I know it's a, it's a big pain point for me. And it's a, something that I struggle with. And I know it's something that a lot of women struggle with. And I feel like it drives a lot of the way that I feel about myself. Why I don't even like going clothes shopping because I feel like everything looks crazy and I'm more worried about finding something to hide in my Buddha belly than I am about finding something that I'm like, oh, I really like that. I really think that's cute. Or shopping online is an anxiety point because it's like, well, that looks cute on the model that's a size four, but when I get it, is that going to look the same on me? So I know I get those insecurities um, built in because of that. And I think also one of the things that I have felt insecure about is just overall my education and knowledge level. I've always felt like because I wasn't the most quote unquote beautiful that I needed to be smarter. I needed to be funnier. I needed to be more engaging so that I could make up for the fact that I wasn't that beauty. I needed to be helpful and be there for people in a way because I want to be like, hey, I, I'm a commodity that you want in a way. I'm something or rather I'm someone that can be in your circle. Like you may not think I'm the cutest, but I'm here. So I think that's something too for me that's also been a struggle. I've definitely grown away from that and I definitely feel like I've gotten more of a I don't give a attitude when it comes to certain things that I, I didn't have when I was younger. But all of that came through growing pains. All of that came through just aging and developing. And um, I think having people around me that were more supportive and, and that were pushing me to see in myself what they saw in me. And I I think that ties into one of the episodes that's coming in the future about friendship and why it's so important for women to have really a good core group of friends who can be there for them. So enough about me. <laughs> I've kind of told you a little bit about some of the experiences that I've had and, and some of the insecurities that I've had. I want to kind of touch on right now the, what I feel like are some of the dangers of insecurities. I think that insecurities continue cycles of failure. I feel like if you are insecure, you're less likely to try and then you're, or you're less likely to give it your all. And then when you fail, you're like, see, I suck. That's it. That's the reason why I failed. And then that continues that cycle. And so you're less likely to push yourself. You're less likely to push your kids, your partner, and it just continues this, this stagnation in your life. 
I also feel like it leads to making bad decisions, whether it's life decisions, whether it's with work or even relationships. You may stay in an abusive relationship or even a a relationship that is not serving you because you feel like you can't find anything better or anyone better for you. I think that it also leads to making it less likely to go for a job you want, less likely to speak up for yourself. All of these things tie to how you feel about yourself or your level of confidence, because that's really, I think, the uh, the opposite of insecure is someone who's confident, not cocky, because there's a major difference with that. But if you have confidence, then you're not going to allow certain things to infiltrate your mind. You're not going to allow others to infiltrate your mind with with whatever they have to say negative about you because you know yourself. And also with that, I think that when you're insecure, it stagnates your ability to grow. It stagnates your ability to learn from your mistakes because you become very defensive. Anything that you feel like you make a mistake on and somebody comments on, it's like, I didn't do that. That's not what I mean. You're taking it wrong. Instead of being like, okay, I may have done that wrong, or I could have done this differently. Here's how I could do it next time. And also it can lead to being very bitter and also even depression because you see other people growing. You're looking on the other side of them and you're like, well, how come this person is at this place in their life? And why do they have this when I don't? And it's really very difficult to be on the outside looking in and then know what's going on. And I think those are some of the really key dangers to having a high level of insecurity and the kind of impact that it can have on your life. So we've talked a little bit about what I feel are some of the things that can definitely impact your life or the dangers of insecurities in general. So let's touch on the 10 things that I believe can be great tools to help you if you are someone who's insecure. So the first thing that I want to say is insecurities are never going to totally go away. You're always going to have something that you have a level of insecurity about. And that's okay. That's why it's important to identify them. Be honest with yourself and be like, you know, I'm insecure about this because yada, 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 and just go through that and and take the time to be self-aware. Self-awareness is something that a lot of people do not have. They think they do, but they don't. They are not honest with themselves and they're unwilling to identify their flaws or the things within themselves that they want to change because by doing that, you're opening yourself up to... um, a level of vulnerability that some people are never, or rather some people feel like they will never be ready for. Number one, the key component of it is to identify your insecurities and being honest with yourself about those insecurities. Number two, be the planet fitness of humans, man. Judgment-free zone. Accept yourself for who you are. If you know that you can be a bit bitchy, Admit it. I can be a little bit bitchy. 
But does that mean that you're like that all the time? No. What you can do is you look at the situation, you're like, oh, that might have been a little bit harsh. I may have been a little bit rude there. Let me go back and talk to that person and fix that. Just by admitting something to yourself, it doesn't mean that you have to beat and batter yourself down for it. You can learn to either combat it or learn to work around it. Number three, one of the best ways to overcome insecurities is to say yes more often. Say yes to things that make you feel insecure. Say yes to new experiences and new opportunities that force you to step outside or beyond your normal comfort zone. Because by doing that, you're going to get a lot more wins. If you never say yes to anything, then how are you going to get any wins? You really have to allow yourself the opportunity to not only fail, but to be successful. And that means saying yes. Number four, be an individual, not a follower. Set your own standards. What I mean by that is, Set your own rules for your life. What does your standard of beauty look like? What does your standard of success look like? What does your standards for a relationship with, whether it's your family members, your partner, your children, what are the standards that you believe are acceptable to you? Because someone else's standards should not dictate what your standards are. You need to be able to figure out what you feel is best for you in that instance. Number five, stop comparing yourself to others. I know, I know it's very difficult to be around someone and see their success and not be like, man, why can't I have that? But by comparing yourself to someone without knowing their entire experience, without knowing their entire trajectory, without knowing what they did to be successful, you are doing yourself a disservice. You don't know if they did the right thing to become that successful. What if they destroyed somebody's life to get to this point of success? Are you willing to destroy someone's life to get to success? Maybe not. So then their success is not the kind of success that you want. You cannot judge someone only by the things that you're seeing from the outside because you do not know the, the full scope of the story and you never will. So you should never compare yourself to anyone else because your experiences are what make you, not their experiences. Number six, celebrate your wins no matter how small. One of the things that I used to do was I used to journal and I used to write down each night one thing that I did that day that was right. So it could be something as simple as I changed the tire on my car today. I said I was going to call my best friend back and I called her back. I was at the grocery store and this person was very rude to me. And instead of starting a big scene, I walked away because I knew it wasn't worth it. That's a win. Those are all wins. So if you find something in your day, you there's, I guarantee you, if you look through your entire day, no matter how small, there is something that you want. There is a moment that you were successful in. Call in that out and you will start to see your wins and you will start to be like, oh yeah, that is a win. I did have some successes. And the more successes you see, the more likely it is that you're going to put yourself out there, the more likely you're going to go back to number three and say yes to more opportunities. 
Number seven, this is more of an external tool, but stop tying beauty to what a woman's worth or value is. I see it done a lot of times, especially with young kids. Oh, she's so cute, so beautiful. Look at her eyes. She could be a model. Like not everything about a young woman or a young girl should be tied to beauty. Maybe that little girl just learned how to count to 10. Praise her for that as well. But it's so common that we are praising women only for their external. So they grow up to believe that their external dictates the value or their worth in society. And that's where it begins in our young girls. We need to start teaching them to value themselves, not only for what they look like, but the kind of person they are. Are they trustworthy? Are they honest? Are they friendly? Are they kind? Are they fair? Those are the kind of things that should be valued in every person, man or woman, but definitely we want to make sure we're teaching that to our young women. Number eight, continue to push for diversity amongst our brands and the marketplace. One of the things I really like, and I know it took eons, (laughs) I'm going to say eons, exaggerate, but whatever, eons, is that Barbie has started to do different sizes, different colors. I think there's a Barbie that's in a wheelchair. I remember seeing that a few days ago, but I like that. Now, it may not be something that I'm going to play with, but a little girl who's probably in a wheelchair probably would be elated to go into a store and see a Barbie in a wheelchair like her to represent her. Representation is a key component of building a secure mind. When you see it in movies, when you see it in TV, that's why we need people in the background who are going to push for that diverse look, who are going to push for um, beauty products who are celebrating women of color as well. That's why I rock with Jackie Ina. One of the greatest things about her is that from the moment I started watching her, she has always pushed for businesses to represent dark-skinned women in a positive way and not be an afterthought. So definitely want to make sure that we're pushing for that. And if we're not seeing it in a brand we like, then don't go to them. Don't buy from them. Because guess what? African-Americans in general are a trillion-dollar industry. And if we didn't put our, our money into the market, there would be a lot of devastation. So put your money where your mouth is and support the brands and support the people who are supporting you. Number nine, check your own biases. We are a part of the problem. We are a part of the problem. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back who may not have heard me. We are a part of the problem. We make assumptions about each other simply by the way that we look. I've seen so many times where other women have been like, oh, she thinks she's all that because of insert comment. We cannot continue to do what we hate that others do to us. Let me say that again. We cannot continue to do to each other what we hate that others do to us. If you are going to stand up and stand against something, then you cannot push it at the same time. We need to make sure that when we are looking at each other, whether it's a black, white, Hispanic, then we are not using biases and prejudice to make judgments against others because that is a part of the reason why we have 
the issues that we do. Number 10, let your haters be your motivators. I don't know where I stole that from. It just popped into my head when I was doing this. And I thought that it was a perfect number 10 to drop this off with. If they are hating on you, that means you are doing something right. People don't hate on you if you're messing up. Why would they hate on you if you're doing bad? They're probably looking at you like, yeah, they're messing up. When you're doing good, when you're being successful, when you're growing, when you're learning, when you're rising is when people are going to look at you and be like, oh, you think you're all that. You think you're this and start to push the hate. So the more hate you get, know that you're growing, know that you're learning and it's deep rooted, unfortunately, for some people to try to pull others down as they see themselves becoming successful. So let that hate push you to your own success. Those are 10 things that I believe can help you combat insecurities within yourselves and around others. However, at the end of the day, sometimes it's not just about being insecure. It may be far more deep-rooted pain. It may be time for you to seek help. I know that Going to therapy and talking to somebody about your problems is not something that's very highly promoted within our culture, but it needs to be because sometimes it's far easier to speak to someone who does not have a preconceived notion about you. So no family, no friends, but someone who's there to listen, who's impartial and is willing to hear what you have to say and bounce that back to you. So I have some questions for you, ladies. Do you think you're insecure? Do you find that you are always putting yourself down? Is it hard for you to trust people? Are you always looking for a reason why you won't be successful? Let's talk about it. I will be posting the poem that I had at the beginning of this episode on my blog. So please go there and let me know how insecurities have impacted your life. Let's bring some awareness around it. Thank you so much for listening to There Are Levels to This Chick podcast. To submit your state with your chest rants and read our newest blog posts, please check out the official podcast website, therearelevelstothischick.com. If you want to chat with me about today's topic or even give me ideas on what you would like to hear me talk about, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All the links are in the description below. Remember, kinfolk, we are here to grow into greatness together.